Hey, Mama. If you are a mom and are tired of the wash, rinse, repeat burnout cycle of motherhood, this podcast is for you. If you feel lonely and isolated in your motherhood journey, this podcast is for you. If you feel like you have completely lost your identity since your babies were born, this podcast is for you. If you feel like every other mom has it together except for you, this podcast is for you. My name is Amanda, and I'm a life coach dedicated to teaching every mom the tools she needs to liberate herself off the back burner. I am living proof that a woman can be present and loving to her kids while also being a whole ass person outside of being that kid's mom. The secret? Learning when to say fuck it. Hello, mamas. It is fucking cold. (laughs) I don't know where you are right now in the world when you're listening to this, but in Wisconsin, it was negative 26 this morning. And the last time I checked the weather, it was negative 13. I don't want to check it right now because... I just don't. And the sky is gray. (sighs) Life is the weather. The weather is definitely not following my manual. (laughs) It's February and I'm ready for spring. Um, But spring doesn't come in Wisconsin until like late April, if you're lucky. We always have one random um, last snowstorm (laughs) in fucking April. (laughs) But I chose this life. And it's okay. But I'm freezing. So I'm wearing a hoodie with um, a sweatshirt on top of it. I have hairs on me. That's great. I'm super prepared, guys. This sweatshirt, the gray one, if you're watching the, the video, is the best. It's actually a sweatshirt dress. So it goes down to, like, my knees. It's the most fucking comfortable thing that I've ever worn. I love it. I'm... Just, I've been living in it all winter. (laughs) The point of this podcast is not for Amanda to bitch about the weather or to plug my amazing sweatshirt dress because I don't have sponsors. Um, Before I get into the topic of this podcast, though, I want to say thank you to those of you who have been following along already and who have been commenting and who have been sharing it on social media because all of those things really help my algorithm. So that way, when moms are searching for podcasts about motherhood and just ways to help them, I'll actually show up because I think like right now, if you searched, if you just searched fuck it mothering even my podcast is not going to show up (laughs) because it's too small of a baby. Um, So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And as a thank you present, I am doing a book raffle every month. So this month, not this month, we're in February. Last month, January's winner was my good friend, Katie. Uh, We've actually been best friends for a very long time. Um, And it's a funny story because we knew each other from college, but we were just more like acquaintances. We didn't start our like 
serious bond, like best friend vibe until I had my first kid. Um, <laughs> she just loves babies. <laughs> so most of my other college friends, that was the point when um, we kind of separated, not out of spite or like no bad blood or anything like that. It's just, we were on different paths, right? Like I was 22 when I had my first kid. Um, so yeah, like most other college students were just like, yeah, I'm in college and I'm getting drunk and uh, you have a cute baby, but probably never going to hang out again. <laughs> but Katie was the complete opposite. Like the baby attracted her to me. <laughs> and I'm so glad because I just love her to death. It was not rigged. I did it live on Instagram. So for any of you, I mean, everybody in it, are people who are my friends and family because I'm just starting and that's nothing to be embarrassed about. I love my friends and family. I'm so, so, so grateful to have the support and community that I have. Thank you so much. So Katie is getting Susan Hyatt's Bear, which is a phenomenal book. Every woman needs to read it. And for February, I don't know which book I'm going to do, but it's going to be amazing. I'm, I read a ton of books all the time. Um, I will only pass on what is most relevant to my audience, moms who need to start thinking about themselves. So I haven't picked February's book yet, but if you would like to be entered into the raffle, all you have to do is comment on the podcast, wherever you're streaming it from or write a review from wherever you're streaming it from, or share it on social media. So if you share it on social media, tag me, so that way I can see that you did that. And if you comment uh, or review or whatever, just take a snapshot of that and DM me, because there's so many different podcast streaming sites and everything. Um, I just, I'm not going to check all of them. I'm just not. So, <laughs> but I want to make sure that you get entered because there's so, so many amazing books. And I know that you're probably thinking like, well, I don't have time to read because I'm a mom. I'm a single mom of four and I'm running my own business and I make time to read. Don't believe your brain's bullshit. You still get to read. Okay. So as I just mentioned, <laughs> I have four kids, all girls, <laughs> They are so uniquely different. And I love that about them. Like even my pregnancies were all different and we chose to not find the sex or find out the sex of the baby when I was pregnant. Um, and so every time I had a different pregnancy from the last one and the one before that. And so I was like, oh, wow, maybe this one's finally the boy. Nope. <laughs> Just four very different very unique girls. So my oldest, Eowyn, is self-motivated. She's passionately artistic. Um, she's very generous and very loving. All of my kids are very loving. I'm not trying to say that Eowyn is the only one who's very loving. <laughs> my second, Aria, is um, an independent quick start. She's completely brilliant. And she's actually really deeply empathetic. Um, she just covers it up with a lot of sass, but she's, she's so, so empathetic. Um, she's always one of the first to notice when someone's having a hard time and to be able to communicate that hurt to them 
um, even though she's 10. It, she's incredible. My third Laurelin is sharp as a tack. Like that kid, she's her, she's fucking smart <laughs> and she's very financial. Like her brain is so financial. Um, we do green light, um, for their chore money. So they all have their own little debit cards and then I can transfer money in or out from their accounts. So, you know, sometimes that happens, but <laughs> she always knows exactly how much money everybody has in their accounts. Like all of her sisters, <laughs> And herself, like to the scent. Um, I love her to death. But she's very self-sufficient and she's hilarious. She's so funny and she's also so thoughtful. Um, and then Ozzy, my little Ozzy Ozzykins, my fourth, is a spicy nacho. <laughs> but she also just feels all the feels in a really big way, which is why she's kind of spicy. Um and she's not afraid to speak her mind, which I adore about her, but it's also the thing that makes her very difficult to parent. <laughs> but because they're so different, they all secretly admire each other for some of those differences. And sometimes they're like just like downright jealous of each other, um, which is totally human nature. It's normal. But they all want to have close relationships with each other. But Every day, someone is screaming at someone else because they chose sass over vulnerability. 10 out of 10 times, actually, I would argue they choose sass over, relation, over relationships, over vulnerability. Um, I've talked to them all individually about it. And ex I like identified like, hey, you guys all want the same thing. Why are you being assholes to each other, basically? <laughs> But that lesson just hasn't sunk in about like, if you stop being defensive all the time and just be real with your sister, then you guys can like actually be friends. Um, it wasn't until a few mornings ago, I had the revelation. The only reason why they are always resorting to snapping defensively is because of their insecurities. The secret to helping my girls navigate their relationships with one another is not just by putting out the fires as they erupt, like I've been doing. I need to just teach them and guide them, not really, you can't really teach it. You have to guide them on the journey to loving themselves. Because if they loved themselves, then they wouldn't be defensive because whenever we're defensive, it's because somebody touched on an insecurity that we already had, right? Like think about it, really, really think about it. Be honest with yourself. It's because you already thought that thing about yourself and you've been feeling like shit about that thing about yourself. And so you like defend and you snap. I believe self-love is the secret key to most of life's problems, okay? Because if we loved ourselves, we would stop looking for love, looking for happiness, and looking for validation all the time. We wouldn't take everything personally all the time. Or if we protect ourselves by detaching, then we wouldn't be irritated by everyone all the time. If we could all just learn how to create love and happiness and validation for ourselves, then it eliminates the need for us to try to control our circumstances or try to control other people and what they think about us just for us to be okay. Just think of the last bad day you had. 
Okay, maybe your kids were being assholes and they were critiquing the snacks that you packed in their lunch and then they complained that you didn't pack the right leotard in their dance bag and then they lost their shit when they got home because you forgot to buy ice cream again. I know it's a oddly specific reference. It's like I lived it or something. (laughs) Maybe your boss had a million critiques on the project you were up late last night finishing. Maybe you opened the kitchen trash can to find it overflowing again and you silently cursed your partner for not helping out with anything. But whatever the criticisms were on your last bad, the circumstances, sorry, whatever the circumstances were on your last bad day, I'm willing to bet you had a lot of fingers pointing everywhere else except for you. You probably looked at every circumstance through the lens of no one appreciates all the shit I do, and then let your brain find evidence to hammer that thought into truth. But if you loved yourself, like truly, deeply loved yourself as much as you love your kids or your partner or your mother or your best friend, and you created your own happiness and validation, then that bad day would look a lot different. If your kids were being assholes, you would just maintain your boundary by telling them that if they had a problem, they could pack their own damn lunch and dance bag the night before or stop complaining instead of letting it mean that your kids don't love and respect you and that you can't do anything right. If you loved yourself and your boss critiqued your work, you wouldn't let those criticisms about the work mean anything about you as a person. And so then you wouldn't hold on to that all day long. If you loved yourself, you wouldn't need the trash can to be emptied in order to feel love because you would already be creating that love for yourself. You could just have a conversation with your partner about equally sharing the household duties without any of the drama that comes with tying your worth to their desire to do the dishes. You would no longer be constantly searching for someone else to cure your insecurity of, I'm never good enough, or I never do enough, I never am enough, because you would already know that you are enough, because you already decided that you are enough. I know a lot of women get hung up on Valentine's Day, so I'm doing a series on how to love yourself for the month of February. Cara Lowenthal from the Unfuck Your Brain podcast said it perfectly. Valentine's Day ends up just reflecting whatever it is you think about yourself. So if you are happily partnered, it's going to be all Hallmark could ever dream for you. But if you are unhappily partnered, Valentine's Day is going to be the day you sing the song All the Way My Partner Fails Me on repeat. If you're single and you're miserable about it, you'll hail it National Singles Awareness Day and then feel really sorry for yourself all day long. But if you're single and happy with it, you're fine being single, it's either just going to be another day or it's going to be a day where you celebrate how awesome you are and you maybe take that opportunity to tell everyone in your life that you love how much you love and appreciate them. As with everything in life, my dear mamas, 
Valentine's Day always, always, always comes down to your thoughts. This week, we're starting with the simple task of being your own best friend. I call this a simple task because it's easy to be a good friend to a human that we love. We think they're the shit, right? Think about your best friends. Is it hard to love the shit out of them? Is it hard to say nice, encouraging things to them? Is it hard to say, you look gorgeous today? Is it a chore to spend one-on-one quality time with them? Hell no. Every day that I'm with my people, it's a fucking fantastic day. It's easy to love my best friends because of my thoughts about them. I think that they are so kind. I think they're fucking hilarious. And I love how they share my love of naps and my hatred for most other people. (laughs) We vibe that way. (laughs) But if we're asked to love ourselves, then we go all blank in the eyes and we're like, what the fuck? How do I do that? I don't even know. (laughs) And we're convinced it's going to take some like Luisa from Encanto strength and effort to do that, but mostly convinced that it's not even possible without some sort of outside validation, someone else telling us like how beautiful we are, how smart we are or whatever. So that way we can like basically borrow those people's thoughts about ourselves. But when we do that, it doesn't last, right? So if someone tells me, Amanda, you look so gorgeous today. I could be like, oh, thank you. And like ride that high for a little bit. But if I don't actually believe that about myself, I'm just borrowing their thought for a couple of hours. When I go home and I get undressed and I take a peek of myself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I'm so disgusting. Why is my stomach like that? Ugh, I'm gross, right? The truth is, it's easy to be a friend to someone you think is the shit. So my question to you is, why don't you believe that you're worthy of your own love? What are the thoughts that you have of yourself that are keeping you from giving yourself that love? Women are socialized to be people pleasers. The memo we got was, you should be pleasant all the time. If you are anything but smiley and pleasant, then everyone is going to think you're a bitch. Resting bitch face. Hello. If a boy is mean to you or picks on you at recess, it probably just is because he has a crush on you. It's nothing to get mad about. Just ignore him. Don't leave the house unless you look pretty, but you have to toe that line carefully. Other, otherwise, people are going to think you're a slut. Even though professional for a man is basic hygiene and casual business wear that takes about 20 minutes to put together, professional for a woman is a trendy outfit, trendy shoes to to match, makeup, and you have to do something with your hair. Like seriously, if you have naturally curly hair or naturally frizzy hair or your hair just like does not come out perfectly straight, you know, and like flawless and smooth naturally, there's something wrong and that doesn't look professional. (laughs) Also, it's your job to manage other people's feelings. So always question your opinions before voicing them because you don't want anyone to take it the wrong way, right? Like you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You, your family's happiness is all on you. So you have to put everyone before yourself and don't forget to smile. We are literally trained to not think of ourselves. So loving ourselves actually does 
take quite a bit of effort. But it's important to realize that the effort involved is directed at debugging the programming in your brain, the programs that you didn't choose to install. Someone else installed them for you. Once you do that, it's actually really easy to love yourself because, hello, you're amazing. You just need to realize that you're amazing. So this week, I challenge you to say to yourself every single day, I am going to be my own best friend. Then I want you to think of things that you've done for your friends in the past. Write them down and pick one thing to do for yourself this week. Not next week, because there will be another challenge. Not next month. We're loving ourselves now. So you could write an encouraging note for yourself to find later. Like if you're anticipating having a rough day, or even if it's just going to be a normal day, write a note to yourself to find later. Take yourself out to lunch at your favorite spot just because. Buy yourself flowers. And you know what's great about buying yourself flowers? You get to make sure that they're flowers you actually like. (laughs) Instead of having to pretend um, that the bouquet that's mostly carnations and roses, which is not your jam, um, that your partner got for you is lovely. It's so sweet, honey. Thank you. Get yourself what you like. Uh, Give yourself a compliment. This is going to be like hard. You're going to come up with like a lot of mind drama if you choose to do this one. So I challenge you to just go for it. Go for the big one. Give yourself a compliment and notice any struggle or any pushback that your brain gives you. Just notice it and write it down, but give yourself the compliment anyways. Or if you want to go super big, play hooky and go have an adventure just by yourself. Go to a museum, take an art class, go to the beach. If it's not negative 26 degrees where you're at, (laughs) go to the movies in the middle of the day or have a spa day. Go get your nails done. Imagine you were planning something fun for your best friend to lift her spirits and remind her how fucking awesome she is. And then let your imagination go wild and do it for yourself without feeling guilty. And even if you do feel guilty, do it anyways. I'll help you work through the guilt. I'm always encouraging you guys to pay attention to your thoughts, but I really want you to focus on your self-talk this month as we take this journey towards self-love. What are you saying to yourself all day long? I'm willing to bet your self-talk soundtrack sounds a lot like this. Damn it, I forgot to put that load in the dryer before I went to bed. Great. Now we're going to have to waste detergent to wash it again. Why am I always doing this? Ew, why do I look so gross and everything? I really need to lose weight. I look disgusting. Damn it, I forgot to email Kent again about the budget meeting. I suck ass at my job. We're not even aware of how mean we are to ourselves because we've been playing these soundtracks for most of our lives. To an unmanaged mind, this is just what life sounds like. But life doesn't have to sound like this. You can eject that old CD and put in a unique one that you created on purpose, where every single track is something you chose because it serves you and the woman that you're becoming. And yes, I'm fully aware 
of how I just dated myself by <laughs> coming up with a CD analogy. But whatever, you're all in the same age group as me. Side note, do you guys remember when before cars had CD players in them and you had to <laughs> take your Walkman, your CD, your Discman, that's what they called because the Walkman was the one for the cassettes. <laughs> Discman was for CDs and you had to like balance it perfectly on this the passenger side seat <laughs> so that way it wouldn't like skip every time you like went over a pothole or a speed bump or something <laughs> so ridiculous how much technology has changed but anyways I also want you guys to write down every thought that runs through your mind that's about you. 99%, if not 100% of these thoughts are going to be negative. This does not mean that you then get to think, wow, I really suck. It is not your fault that those thoughts are there. Excuse me. All women have them because of the way we're socialized. Don't judge yourself for judging yourself. That would be the fucking opposite of what we're trying to do here, you guys. Just stay curious. Just stay curious because you're noticing things that have been there for so long that have been in the background. It's just a background app running and you're finally noticing it being like, oh, that's curious. I didn't even know that was there. Okay. Be curious, write it down and ask yourself, when did I start thinking this? Where did this originate from? Because that's when the real work begins. And if you stick with it, I promise you can change your whole fucking life. And your brain is probably saying, but Amanda, I don't have time to do anything by myself. My kids and my husband, they keep me so busy. Bullshit. I call bullshit. You are the only one holding you back. Do not put that on anyone else, especially not your children. The greatest burden for a child to bear is the unlived life of a parent. I know that you don't want to put that on your kids. We're not intentionally trying to put that on our kids, but most of us are putting that on our kids. If you truly want a happier life, if you truly want to feel fulfilled, if you truly want to become a present and giving mom instead of an overwhelmed and burnt out mom, then you have to stop placing your ability to be okay on everyone and everything else being okay. Stop seeking a remedy outside of yourself and go in, go deep in and refuse to stop until you've found yourself when you're able to create your own happiness and your own love and your own acceptance, you become an abundant river that is for everyone around you. You won't feel overwhelmed all the time because you'll finally believe that you are the only thing you'll ever need to go through anything life throws at you, even if it's throwing um, a poop diaper at your wall if you have a toddler. <laughs> You won't be searching for evidence that your partner and kids love you because you'll genuinely think they'd be fucking nuts not to love you. You will be able to speak your mind without worrying how anyone might take it because you'll feel secure in who you are and your intentions behind saying it. And you'll deeply understand how you can't control what other people are going to think and feel anyways. 
You'll no longer live your life needing everyone else to be okay in order for you to be okay because your worth won't be tied up in them anymore. You'll wake up knowing that you're worthy, not because of what anyone thinks of you, not because of what you do for other people, and not because of what you produce, but simply because you exist. After all, don't we think this way about the people we love? Start being your own best friend, mamas. Appreciate all the things that make you a kick-ass human. Call yourself out on all the bullshit shaming thoughts. Encourage and love yourself through your failures. And always, always have your own back. I'll see you next week. Are you living your best wild one life? You're not? Why the fuck not? What are you waiting for? The time to live is now, mama. Click the link in my show notes to set up your free 30-minute coaching and consultation so you can experience how life coaching can change your life. You've put yourself off long enough. It's time to pour into you. Join the community of Fuck It Moms by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Fuck It Mothering. That's fuck without the U. So F-C-K it mothering. Make sure you subscribe to my channel so you never miss your weekly encouragement and please rate, review, comment, and share. All of these things help with the algorithms so that way when other overwhelmed moms are looking for encouragement, they can find me. Every month, I give away one of my favorite books to a lucky winner. All you have to do to enter is write a review or tag me in social media when you share an episode. See you next Sunday, gorgeous.